Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's Candace and Kayla, and we are directionally challenged. Yep, we thought we would have it all figured out by the time we're in our 30s. But surprise, we don't. Nope, we don't. And that's, that's okay, right, Candace? It's, it's okay. Kind of a, it's totally okay. Okay, good. I'm so glad. Today we have a really special guest. My heart is full. I am so excited. This may be one of my favorite episodes, although we've done some really stellar episodes in the past. So who knows? But we have my husband. Tanner Novlin is on. And Candace, I loved being able to interview Joe King, your husband, and seeing your face throughout the interview as we were on together was so much fun. It was really so much fun to see the two of you together. And I'm so grateful that you now get to see Tanner and I together. And thank you because, you know, there may have been moments where we had could have could have ended in a marital spouse but you helped us <laughs> the, through the interview we survived we did it mel you joined us for the interview as well we're so grateful um and yeah it's a really special episode well i think you guys are such a special couple because uh i'm i'm just always in awe that you're both actors obviously um but you guys have supported each other throughout your what is this more than 10 years, I know. Yeah, How many it's over years? A decade. I think we're going into 12. Yeah. We're we'll going be, into we'll your just, 12th yeah. year of being together. And you both are artists, you're entertainers. Um, and if you know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that part of being an actor and part of being an artist is you have these really fun, creative times, and then you have times that are really tough. And it's all about the community of people who you surround yourself with to to be able to lift you up in those in those times. And what's beautiful is that not only have you had a community of other actors, but you found that in a partner and a spouse. And that's why I'm so excited um, to have you guys both on the mic today, just so I can like watch the the, the little hearts just start like, you know, going from your your eyes, the little heart emojis floating between <laughs> you both. Um, but I, I feel like for anyone who may have missed the episode where you've you shared 
how you and Tanner met. It is one of my favorite things. Can you just for just give us a little just a little something of the story the day that you both laid heart eyes on each other? Of course. You know, it's so funny because we spend our lives trying to look put together and feel good about ourselves. And as women, sometimes we feel like we have to put makeup on and figure out what we're wearing. And I did that so many times for so many different dates and so many different life experiences, thinking I might meet the one. And then, of course, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. I have zero makeup on. My hair was horrible. I don't even remember what I was wearing. I think I had some random sweatsuit on. And I had the earliest call time of my life and I just threw clothes on and showed up. And that's the minute I walked through the door and met my husband. And um, we both were on, we both did a music video for a band called Sick Puppies. And the song title was Maybe, which is not a good omen for a marriage, but <laughs> we survived all that. The cutest part about it is there, uh, it's two different people from two different parts of the world on their life path. And at the very end, they look at each other and smile, and then it ends. And we always joke that that's where our life started. And he was in a relationship at the time and was asking me relationship advice while we were on set. But now he swears, that's that was my way I could talk to you. Who knows? Um, anyway, cut to a few months. We'd both left our sunglasses with the makeup artist. And he said, I knew if I had your sunglasses, I would see you again. And so he went to the makeup artist's house and picked up both of our sunglasses and used them as a way to come see me. And so he kept saying, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. I have your sunglasses. And so he took me to lunch. He's not in the relationship at this point, by the way. I have to specify this. Um, they, they were doing a long distance thing and it didn't work out. Um, worked in my favor, though. And so we met at lunch and he brought the sunglasses and we had the best lunch ever. And I never got my sunglasses back. And so um, that in that moment, we both knew it wasn't really about the sunglasses. Uh, cut to 12 years later. You're right, Candice. It's really nice to have an artist and um, someone that I love that really supports me through my job. And I can do the same for him. And I'm so excited for him to share his story because it's really interesting where he's come from and where he is today and his journey. And he's really honest about it. You know, a lot of times in LA, when you meet people who are actors, they feel like they have to be something and make it seem like it was such an easy process and like water, you know, off my back. And it's, it, it really isn't for a lot of us. And what I really appreciate about him is his honesty and how hard he's worked and how many jobs he's worked and how long he's worked to make this dream come true. So obviously I'm really proud of him and his biggest fan, but I'm excited for you guys to listen to our interview. Wait, so you never got the sunglasses back? Oh, no, I never Did got Did you ever well, find them? Were they the yes, original pair of, of sunglasses? Yes, we still have that pair of sunglasses, actually. Yes, it's kind okay. of like our own. I love that. And I love that. The best part, I was... Um, my roommate at the time was a concert pianist and she just played beautiful concert music. And so she played at our wedding. And as a joke, once we said I do and walked back down the aisle, she started to play the song maybe from Sick Puppies. And so everyone in the audience got it and started laughing hysterically. And that was a surprise to us as well. And then she recorded it for us. And that was part of our wedding gift. And so we now have the, a live version of that song from our wedding. And it's really beautiful and so lovely. Um, my, I'm smiling so big my mouth hurts, you guys. <laughs> this is so great. You guys, um, I'm excited to introduce my husband, Tanner Novlin. He's a Canadian actor and model. You've seen him on Modern Family, Parenthood, Letter Kenny. He's best known for starring as bad actor in the Liberty Mutual commercial. Um, he's currently starring as Gregory Maines on the CW's Roswell, New Mexico, and also currently playing Dr. John Finn Finnegan in the CBS daytime soap opera, The Bold and the Beautiful. He's also a fantastic husband to his wife, me, and a great father to our two-year-old Poppy Marie. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Tanner Noblin. Now, Candace, just so you know, I have like serious questions for Tanner. Like I'm, I'm not giving him the light, the light little fluff interview. Um, See, and we are nervous. here. What? Oh, you've already ruined it. You've already talking over me. <laughs> I'm nervous for you, Tanner. I'm very nervous for you. <laughs> yeah, you can't just open with that and then. <laughs> okay, we are here with Tanner Novlin. Tanner, thank you for joining us. Very excited to be here. <laughs> I think. 
<laughs> you guys, we were just talking off mic. Obviously, Tanner's my husband. I am so excited to have you on this episode. I think I'm your number one fan. So I'm glad that you're here. And, um, you know, I think you've had a really interesting career. I've obviously been a part of a lot of it. Um, And, you know, what we found in this podcast is a lot of people can pinpoint right when their success started. And I think that your career follows suit because, I mean, obviously, when it comes to commercials, there are very few people as memorable as the stumbling, bumbling, liberty, biberty guy. Um, and so we have to touch on your commercial a little bit before we dive in, because, um, you know, it went from just being another job you had to being on T-shirts and baby onesies and bumper stickers that say liberty, biberty. So. I just want to ask if you can talk to us about your experience shooting the commercial and how it kind of went from over this overnight uh, went overnight from this job that you had to this top trending meme that's now on everything. Yeah, that that well, you know, that was pretty crazy. I think the to pinpoint when this anything really started turning was when I met you. I think that's the husband answer I have to give. But <laughs> the commercial was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just a regular like what they call like cattle calls. Like there was like a thousand people there and, uh, you know, all different types. It was very general. You know, we just want a bad actor. I'm like, okay, I got this nailed. I can, (laughs) if I screw this up, I really got to move back to Canada. (laughs) But there were so many different, you know, you can always hear someone in the room and like all the different takes and everyone dressed differently. Like there was the actors with the turtleneck and the, you know, the thespians and all of that. And so I'm like, oh, that's an interesting take. But I had, just recently uh, had a friend who was on the uh, the new Top Gun movie. And he, he texted me. He's like, hey, we're doing some reshoots in L.A. Do you want to come watch Tom work? And I was like, yes, Tom Cruise. Of course, I want to go watch Tom Cruise work. And so we went and watched him. And when we did do the bad actor, he was so intense. I thought, oh, this might be interesting to do a really intense, bumbling actor. And I just did it in the room and they liked it. And yeah, that we... <laughs> got another call back. It was pouring rain. My hair was wet. The director was like, what's your hair was different last time. I'm like, it's pouring rain outside. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to dry off in a bathroom <laughs> to make this happen. And we just, yeah, we kind of did the, um, the commercial as it, as it was in the audition. And then we shot it in an hour. On the you shot that entire in commercial universe. in one hour. Yeah. The, we, they shot a bunch of those spots that day, I think like probably six of them. And so we were all hanging out and you could kind of tell on set, like there was a little bit of like magic. Have the writers were having a lot of fun with it, and they would come out and pitch little things, and they're very collaborative. A lot of people ask me, like, "Oh, did you improv a lot?" I, I no, those guys were so good at writing those jokes. I think there was like, "Can I come out of the water?" Remember that part? And like, so I was like, "Can I walk over to the railing and do that?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's amazing." And so we just knocked out. I mean, I don't know how many takes. We probably did like seventy different versions and ordering drinks, and it was so much fun. And I remember just leaving and being like. Okay, that was cool. And, um, you know, it's just, just another job and a commercial. And you never know if those commercials ever run or make it. You kind of have to let it, let it go. And then it aired. And it aired and aired and aired and aired. And now everyone's really sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, you went golfing uh, with my husband, Joe. And, uh, and he told me, first of all, you guys had a great time. And then he also said, as you were like walking in, that the valet guys at the golf club were like, oh my gosh, it's that guy from the commercial. Like everyone was like so stoked to see you because you've made so many people laugh in a matter of 15 seconds or 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And, and it is so funny. I'm glad that you, that's hilarious that it even said bad actor on the casting (laughs) call. Cause when you Google, like, how do I say like the guy from the Liberty Biberty commercial, the, the title name of it is bad actor. And I think it's so funny because only you could go in for something that's bad actor, book it, become a sensation and have it lead to so many fantastic acting roles. And, you know, on this podcast a lot, Kayla and I get asked, you know, where do where do I start for, for people who and for like Q&A's are always asking, where do I start? How do I become an actor? Like, what is the path? And I think all three of us can, you know, conclude there is no linear path to becoming an actor. It, it really is just uh, you forge John. Um But that's what I think is so exciting and such a relatable thing for anyone within the acting community is you relate to each other on this like, you know, big fish style 
maneuver of like finding success. Um, so you you go in for Liberty Bibbidi, bad actor. But before that, you'd been working, uh, you know, your ass off and, and pursuing this dream. Um, at what point did you realize that I want to be an actor. I'm going to move from this tiny, tiny town in Canada, which Kayla's mentioned on this podcast many times. Um, when you were growing up, did you have that realization? Was it um, when you saw a movie? When did you first have the inclination like I could do that or I want to try that? Not until I like moved here, to tell you the truth. Um, I didn't pursue it at all. It was just my my yeah, my hometown is 500 people, a little small farming community in in Saskatchewan, Canada. And so, and at that time there was no uh, TikTok or Vine or, or anything to, to, you know, make any sort of content, but I always like loved movies and appreciated movies and um, took all the art classes with, with that. But I was like a hockey guy. It was not on the radar at all. I'm also very like, like you said, like, like there's no one path. I found that really hard because I didn't go to college because I didn't know what I wanted to be. Like, I was like, okay, if I want to be a doctor, I'm gonna go to college and they'll take all the courses in the medical profession and that's what I'll do. And when I, you know, tried to you know put that into what it's like to be an actor, there was no path. And so it took me a long time to really figure that out and understand that and embrace that. Um, and so, yeah, I moved here literally to get my green card. My mom is from uh, Sacramento and I thought it would always be very cool to be able to work in the United States and Canada. I didn't even know what that job might be. And I started doing some print work. I moved to Rancho Cucamonga where we had some family friends, which is a suburb of LA, um, because I had so much culture shock. Um, I like I was scared to like drive on the freeway at first. I mean, I think my dad comes down and he's, you know, I've lived here Kayla, like 15 years now or something like that. He's still like, you could you can drive. Is it a far drive? Like, it's, <laughs> it's nerve wracking. This is a, a big city. You realize um, that when you actually go visit Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan, the the complete contrast. So I can imagine that that was a sudden culture shock moving here and feeling a bit overwhelmed and having to get your bearings and all of that. Totally. And scouted, you know, the, the Scott family took me in and I stayed with them as my papers got processed. Um, and I started taking acting classes. And that's when I got the bug. I thought this was really fun, but I really never had, you know, any, any dreams of, I thought this would be really cool to do, but it was so far, like that goal of being on a TV show seems so far for me. I thought I would just enjoy it. And I got, would always get, you know, I, I, my first job was a TJ Maxx commercial. First audition I ever went out on. Maxonista. Like, yes. Yeah. And it's, which is kind of like, yeah, I come out and like, the box, it was like spring, fall, or no, new, new fall, fall, winter beanies are, you know, $9.99. And there I am. I was like, oh my God, this is easy. And and then I didn't work for three years, like <laughs> legitimately three years. And I was like, okay. We talk all the time about how hard it is to break into the industry and that most people have other jobs at the same time when they're first starting to act. And Tanner, I think you've had really good advice for people breaking into the business about which jobs to take and which ones to avoid and what you wish you would have done differently. Yeah, I don't. Well, for me, like I'm very much linear in my thinking. I'm like, OK, you, you like get a you know, waiter as a job and you work in a bar and then you meet a producer and then you're on a TV show. Got it. Seen that happen a million <laughs> times. That was for me, um, hurt my confidence a lot. And and I had a like many fun years of uh, working this in the service industry and, and being a bar, you know, being a bartender and working. I mean, I would like, that's one thing about LA, a little quick tangent, but like, it's so there because you see the people uh, like the actors that are working and, and the producers and the directors, especially if you're in the um, service industry, like I would be with Leonardo DiCaprio, I'd be at his table. I'm like, Oh, it's so attainable. It's right there. But yet for me, it was so far away. And it hurt my confidence, uh, I think. And some people probably have success with that and feel ingrained in it, but I didn't. And it took, uh, I got a medical device sales job, uh, I think, when Kayla, I think shortly after we got married. And um, that for yeah, me was Yeah, in 2015, you got confidence. a medical device sales job that was the key thing for you to have another job outside of the industry. And I feel like it changed your mindset. You no longer were reliant on casting and directors and people's approval. You were in surgery, helping people put their foot back together. And it seemed like all of a sudden you went, oh, I'm not going to, it doesn't matter what this casting director thinks of me. I just helped this person walk again. So it put perspective on everything. And I saw you change and you gained so much confidence in that. 100%. It was always, 
you know, I always really wanted it that too much, you know, and I think I would go into a casting and be like, wait, this is stupid. I was just with an orthopedic surgeon. This person is going to be able to walk again. And we put all these plates and screws that and I'm nervous about doing this. I need, and it helps me relax and it built my confidence back up. And I think that for me was, was, you know, one of the main generators to, to, you know, turn the cage and, and just relax a little bit. I think that's the hard thing about being an artist as you grow older is all of a sudden it's, you know, when you're young, it's just like, yeah, screw it. Yeah, I'll go in and do that. What have I got to lose? And then as you start getting older, it's like, huh, you know, like, hold on, actually, I need to consider if I get this job, how am I going to make that work for my family or my kids? Mm -hmm. Or actually, this does matter. I need to go in the room and I need you to give me this freaking job right now because, you know, I, I there's school payments coming up. Like it becomes more than just art as you get older. And so that pressure changes so much, um, which I, I envy the youth so much when I see that, <laughs> especially in a city like L.A. And I relate to you tenfold on just I, I did not feel inspired or built up by being amongst like um, what I viewed as success and achievement in the city. I just found it. It, it pushed me down as well. Um, I, I definitely struggled with that feeling, too. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, everyone you hear a lot, you know, I never had any other plans. I had one plan to be an actor and I just went for it. And that would work for some. And I was like, I needed a plan B. It just gave me some confidence to be like, you know what? I'm solid. You know, I have a, I have a great secondary career and I can do this and still pursue it just as hard. And, and I worked three jobs at one point. I was still bartending, doing medical device sales and going on acting uh, auditions and, and jobs here or there. And I worked my tail off. But yeah, <laughs> just like I needed something solid to give me that confidence, I think. I remember there was one night at your guys's place. I think I was over and you walked in in your scrubs and then you were like, OK, I'm heading to the bar. And I was like, wait, what? Like, oh, you're, who are you going out with? And, and Kayla was like, nope, to work. And I'm like, what? What's happening? I mean, you, you busted your ass and it's yeah, like I, as your friend, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, and not absolutely. only that, I remember one time, too, um, that you worked on an episode of some television show and you brought your bartending clothes with you in your dressing room. And once you wrapped the show, you changed and then went to work at a bar. And I've just never... That's one thing I really admired about you when I first met you is I've never seen someone work so hard for something and honestly have zero ego about it and just be like, yeah, so now I'm going to work here and now I'm going to work here. Do you think a lot of that um, has to do with where you grew up and seeing people work in the oil field or in the, um, I guess your family, your, your family's grain farmers. There's just a lot of really hardworking people, salt of the earth people from where you're from. Yeah, it seems a little bit <laughs> like there's a lot more difficult jobs out there. But, um, you know, there was a lot of humility built in that, which I think, you know, speaks to like ego, you know, it maybe just that it could be a Canadian thing, too. I know a lot of comedians, it's like, I don't know if some of your listeners like can relate to that or maybe from Canada, but it's always just like, oh, you know, keep your head down. Don't get never too high, never too low. It's kind of ingrained in this, which I think it helped in situations like that. But sometimes it kind of you sometimes need a little bit of an ego. You need to be like, you know what? No. I deserve this job. I can make this happen. So I had to work on, ironically, the opposite and be like, no, I, I'm just as good. I don't, it doesn't matter where I come from. I have a story. I have, I'm an interest, you know, interesting enough to, to be able to put what I am into this role or into this project or whatever it is. And so I had to work on that. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs and flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. Well, now you're currently one of the stars of the daytime soap opera, The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, And I think what's really interesting about this part of your uh, career is that your start on this show was a really interesting one. I know that The Bold and the Beautiful was one of the first shows to go back into production or if not the first show to go back into production during the height of the pandemic. And your first day of work on that show was their first day back from sheltering in place. Can talk to us about that experience and what that was like. It w- Well, I think it helped me because it, it, a soap opera is, is, is a very fine tuned machine. And it, we go there, it's 9am every day. We're out by seven. We shoot two episodes. The pace isn't is wildly fast. And so, you know, prepping into that, I screen tested uh, three days before it was the COVID was declared international pandemic. Like it was, I think, March 10th. And so I didn't know if we're going to have a job or, you know, if it was going to continue. So I remember being with the UK. I was like, oh, man, this is like a great, you know, contract, you know, role. I don't know. I hope we keep it. And so we ended up going back in June, which is very fast. Um, the first ones in North America to, to go back to production. And we had all these crazy guidelines. But for me, it helped me because the rest of the cast and everyone was really, I think, thrown off because the routine was messed up. And so I was able to catch up to speed, I think, just like a little bit more. So it kind of worked to my benefit. Um, but shooting the scenes were, were that with the guidelines were tricky for an actor, but necessary to keep us safe. 
Um, but it's it's kind of tricky shooting at you know an intimate giving intimate eyes at your new love interest when you're eight feet away and you do normally be <laughs> touching their fa- hair and their face and embracing and instead you're like I love you <laughs> across the room they're like don't yell we're we're shooting really tight and I'm like oh okay so <laughs> you know it was everyone was under the same deal but it was pretty crazy yeah it was pretty crazy and you're a doctor. That's a doctor, right? You were training the whole time. Those scrubs, you could have just brought the scrubs right to work. How fantastic exactly. is that? <laughs> right. I kind of, feel, I really do sometimes feel it's annoying to hear, but I do feel like I'm on a crazy ride sometimes. I'm like, when things just, you know, you, I got to be open to the universe and like just accepting of things and understanding because, yeah, things like that happen a lot to me. And it's, that's right. It's crazy. No, I'm it's true. On TV I, now. It, I feel like that's like the joke of like life is that like as much as we try to be like, okay, if I plan it out, it's all going to go right perfectly. <laughs> and like, but that it leaves no room for like the magic stuff that we're all actually chasing and that we all crave. Um, and, and that's the stuff. That's the stuff where you found your confidence going into an operating room to assist these doctors and with their revolutionary medical devices, um, <laughs> thinking like, OK, like, I, I don't need this. And then all of a sudden it's like, actually, you were just training to get <laughs> <laughs> to book a role as a doctor, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, um, uh, well, speaking of you guys brought up the intimate scenes, and this is one of my favorite things. Kayla, you've kind of touched on this uh, subject matter on this podcast before, but we're going to do a deep dive because Tanner, as you said, you are. In a, so you're on a soap opera. What's the one thing about every soap opera? It's like the love, it's the steam, it's the heat, it's the tension, the sexual tension between the <laughs> actors and the sin. And <laughs> you can't do that during a pandemic. And this was also in June or July of 2020 when it was like, you don't like, you, you know, maybe even in at home, you're not touching your partner because you're just like, yeah. I don't know. You went to the grocery store and you touched a banana today. So let's not, let's stay six feet apart. And you're supposed to be pretending to make out with people, which I think that the soap world came up with the brilliant solution of trying to bring in spouses who you can make out with. So Kayla, you got the role of making out with your husband. I finally got my dream role, finally, of making out with my husband. I mean, it is sort of a dream if you think about it, because who the heck gets paid to make out with their spouse? And it was really fun to do. I I thought, um, Tan, I want to know what it was like for you, because you're the one who's starting a new job. And now here your wife comes in. I'm dressed identically to your um scene partner, your love interest, Jacqueline McInnes Woods, who's amazing and has been on the show forever. She is just a soap queen. Um, and I'm wearing the wig that look I looked identical to her to the point where I think, didn't you go up to her at one point and, and put her put your arm around her and like think she was me? Or am I making that up? Oh, that may that may have happened. I tried to speak that <laughs> little did you know though, you've been you you have been training for this role your whole life as well, Kayla. You know? <laughs> You married to me early just for this. Just for this moment. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. I mean, first off, thank you for doing that, honey, because what had happened was we had we been making googly eyes at each other for so long. At some point, it's like, OK, are this going to happen or not? And so thank you for coming you mean in. Storyline wise. Storyline yeah, story wise, wise. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so <laughs> we have doubles coming, but not just doubles. We also had mannequins and sex dolls made Ooh, to they brought look in the sex doll the japanese sex dolls yes which by the way very creepy very 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 creepy. and i only know this because there is a fantastic documentary i highly recommend it it's called it's not wait it, it's not a dirty one it's just a factual one about the sex doll industry <laughs> but it's called guys and dolls so if you ever want to know more about the dolls that you or your co-stars worked with in this past season it's a great documentary Ooh. Ooh. By the way, very expensive too. I think there only ended up being one. They were they planned to like make ones of ever. They're like, this is crazy expensive. Yeah. I think there was one. They made it a Bonica. But They're luckily, pricey. I got my wife, which was not. Uh, I think Jackie got to climb a Nordstrom like <laughs> fashion mannequin. mannequin yeah, so and they shot I, over their shoulder because I looked so similar to your co-star. I was being utilized in that way. But unfortunately, Jackie, your co-star's husband, looked nothing like Tanner. So poor thing had to be had to use a mannequin. But um, 
I didn't, it didn't feel that awkward to me. I felt very at home on that set because I had grown up yeah. on that set when I was 17 to when I was 20. And so for me, it felt like coming home and I loved being there and it felt like life had also come full circle because now my husband's a part of this family. And in a time when the world felt like it was falling apart, we had a place that was safe and fun and I got to go and make out with my husband. And I remember just being able to watch him work and feeling so proud of him. And so that was just a crazy, awesome experience for me. But honey, how about you? Did you feel like you preferred the sex dolls over your wife? You can be honest. I mean, the first kiss that she laid on me, I was like, is this the honeymoon all over again? <laughs> Kayla, where was, the sex I was doll. like, you, <laughs> you laid one on me so thick. I was like, whoa, mama. Whoa. <laughs> I thought you'd get nervous in front of the camera. She didn't know. She turned it up a notch. But <laughs> so that was fine. I was like, oh, I'm here. I'm, I've never been more method in my life. But... There was very much a weird moment. I do remember. And you were so sweet. Kayla's gave that we do a lot of split screens. So Kayla would walk or uh, Jackie would walk to me to the eight feet and then stop and go out. And then Kayla would come in and walk closer to me. And Jackie was like, just in my eyesight, uh, my co-star, she was reading the lines and Kayla's giving me the read to me with within her eyes. But I could kind of see Jackie who looked like my wife. That's my tv wife and they're together and i was like jackie just this is too much you go sit in the corner i can't i can't with you anymore and so i was like what is happening this is it's so like strange. a real life soap opera <laughs> it really is well they ended up writing it they got so much like publicity people are like sexual sexual that they wrote a whole storyline with one of the characters on the show matt Atkinson, with with a doll so they really embraced yes. it over there we'll do I anything love it. we're yeah i'm telling you but great on a soap fun. i mean great on a documentary it's a it's a very beautiful storyline i'm into there's it there's also a um, really good ryan gosling movie called lars and the real girl of where he falls they, in love with a yeah. sex doll side note it's amazing yes. it's a great movie see i think this is the new thing this is the sex new dolls this is the new vampire future yeah. yes exactly <laughs> so well, question about the bold and the beautiful world so kayla you also worked on bold and the beautiful uh did, would caitlin and Dr. John Finnegan, would they, was there any like soap opera storylines? Like if, if the wig fell off, would the bold and the beautiful viewers be like, oh, Caitlin, what are you doing here? That's your cousin. <laughs> like, is there any like cross paths to by, your characters? By the way, I think, by the way, I think people were begging for that to happen. Like Caitlin's back and it's been Jackie this whole time. I mean, that's a twist I could definitely see making it into at some point. I don't know. We'll have to stay tuned. In that in that world, Caitlin was the love interest for Thomas. So Thomas and so that would be my my character's love interest and Tanner's love interest, our brother and sister. Oh, so we would oh, technically honey. be like related, but not, I guess. Right. Oh, honey, in this show, it does. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it is funny. I was thinking about it. We have worked together a ton, Tanner and I. I mean, not many couples have been able to work with their spouse as much as we have. We met on the set of a music video uh, over a decade ago, and mm -hmm. we obviously had this really funny intimacy double experience throughout a time in life when nothing seemed funny. Everything was so serious. And then we've also done three seasons of the CW show Roswell, New Mexico together, now going to do a fourth season. And I just don't know many couples that have had the pleasure of working with each other so much in our industry. And, um, you know, these past two years, Tan, have been such a wild ride for you. It's been so fun for me to watch. How has all of that felt like? I mean, you know, pandemic started. We had a new baby. You and I were working on multiple shows together. Um, what does that feel like for you? Because it's kind of crazy. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, especially with the, you know, we shoot Roswell in Santa Fe and be able to go as a family. It's like such a blessing. And that's one of the hard things. I know, Candace, you, you totally get it with having to travel. Sometimes you're away from your family for months on a movie and everything and you miss out on life especially when we have you know little babies and stuff like that um but yeah we're pretty lucky we get to hang out a lot together i love it's it it's so funny my whole life i always said i'm not gonna marry an actor i'm not gonna marry an actor <laughs> and i dated a lot of actors and i went i'm not gonna marry an actor because it's wait, just wait. not gonna work and then when I met my husband, I went, oh, it doesn't really matter what he does. I'm going to make it work because this is it. And so it's funny how that's come full circle now. And I'm so happy I married an actor because we're able to do this together. 
You dated other people? <laughs> what Bush? you actually don't know, Tanner, is that oh. she secretly told everyone, I'm going to marry a doctor. And then <laughs> here she is. <laughs> right. Also, do you see this? Oh, oh, Tanner is showing us his directionally mm-hmm. challenged sweatshirt, fully supporting. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's amazing. But- well, then I'll lead into the other question that everyone wants to know is you guys have worked together a lot. And what what works and what doesn't work? Like uh, navigating that. I mean, even as friends, you know, we're all within the acting community. We've helped each other like go on tape before. We've all three taken classes together before. Um, and you know that it's just different when it, you're amongst friends versus when you're with your partner or family. It just kind of switches it up a bit. So you guys have been able to do it very successfully. And I know it's not always easy. So for people who have been at home and even if they're not working directly with their partner, but they're working alongside of them, what have you guys learned throughout this experience that has benefited you? And then what have you learned where you're like, okay, you know what, maybe that doesn't work so well. And here's a different version of that. See, I, I was the opposite. I, I think it's great that you're an actor because you understand the process and what that is. And we can support each other in that way. Um, and especially when shooting, I think, you know, you understand long days and, and what it takes uh, to really immerse yourself. And it's not just acting in anything. If someone has a job that requires high stress and a lot of time, if you can be supportive in that way, do that period and say, hey, I'm going to get you this next time or and work it out. We do a lot of scheduling and figuring out that and, and trying to cut out time to be together. There's a lot in, in the air, but um, yeah, it's something that we work at all the time. Um, but I feel extremely supportive. I couldn't do anything, you know, uh, like without you, <laughs> honestly, I really couldn't. And I hope I provide that, you know, for you too. But yeah, it's it's mainly just being each other's biggest champions and, and trying to support when you know your partner uh, needs to f- like really dial in. Thanks, babe. Yeah, I, I mean, you definitely do that for me. I think one key thing that I found that really does work for us is when being able to switch it on and off. So being in quote unquote work mode, whether that's helping each other with an on tape, whether it's running a scene that the person's doing. Sometimes Tanner and I just like to, before we shoot, talk through the scene with someone so we can call each other or the night before someone's working. And that is time spent together, but that's working. That's not us, you know, cuddled up on the couch, relaxing and being with each other. That's us still mentally in work mode. And I think it's really important as a couple to understand like we're in work mode right now. We're helping each other, but then to come down off of that and then have it be, you know, quote unquote, just family time and time together. And um, if you can figure that out and figure out what the balance of that and what works for each individual and for each family, I think that really helps because especially now more than ever, we are all working from home. And so mm-hmm. we our home is in, I mean, our work is in our home. And so that's been something that's really helpful. Another thing really fast that I think has been huge is making sure that the other person knows that it's okay that you have to go to set today and make out with another person. It's okay that you have to go be intimate <laughs> with another person because that is required in our job there. And Tanner and I both have this discussion all the time that you have to be willing to let yourself go enough to connect and sort of fall in love with your co-star. Now you just have to have trust that that line is never crossed. And so it is an interesting balance of completely trusting your partner and knowing that they're going to go to work today and be, you know, intimate with someone else, but they're going to come home and it's just going to be work. And now that we're all actors, we can attest to the fact that when you are having an intimate scene with someone, it is so choreographed and it is so like, put your hand here, do this, do that. So it doesn't feel as intimate as one feels when they're watching it, but you still have to let yourself go enough to have it be believable. So that is a tricky thing to balance, but I think we continually discuss it and talk about it. And that helps our relationship as well. Yeah, totally. Trust is the key in everything. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, especially with work balance is is just tricky too. And then I think we're, you know, everyone's working on that from home. Totally. I mean, also the, all the work that the three of us have largely been a part of revolves around love stories. I mean, that is the center core of most entertainment, but yet you need that trust and understanding. And that is always a really uncomfortable conversation to have when you are maybe 
dating or or part or married or with someone who isn't in the industry, it's always an interesting conversation to have. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And we're back. I also want to know, just going back to The Bold and the Beautiful, Obviously, you're jumping in during a pandemic. There's sex dolls flying around everywhere. No one knows that, you know, everyone's getting tested up the wazoo. But Uh. my question is, how do you jump into that sort of fandom? I mean, this show has been on since 1987. That's wild. I mean, there, there is, there, I don't even know if you could fit it all into a book, the history of all of these characters who have existed on this show and how they are involved with each other or related to each other. Um, did you go in blind? Did you creep on a few episodes? Did you check out like a Wikipedia page about the bold and the beautiful? Um, and what, how has that been uh, being introduced to the soap opera fandom? Is ooh, The fans are incredible. Like wildly, wildly incredible and die hard. And I love that. It's it's the response has been amazing. But yeah, the the world of the soap opera is enormous. And luckily, see, I'm getting like all these like little breaks. Um, I didn't have to like rephrase the character. So my I have an original character, so I didn't have to really do any of the back work because I'm finding I get to be the guy who just finds everything out on the fly. Um, but it can get very confusing because we are a half hour. Most of them are one hour. And so there's a lot of mixing and matching on our show with not a large cast. (laughs) So I think the other day, Jackie was, uh, in a seat and we were in a seat and she was kind of making some eyes at Zenday, who is a new character on and She's like, and then Ed Scott, who's the showrunner comes over the loudspeaker and he goes, Jackie, that's your cousin. And she goes, oh, <laughs> you see? Yeah, it's your cousin. Stop. You're kind of giving them eyes. Don't look at them that long. And she's like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I didn't, you know. <laughs> but the one thing about us, <laughs> the one thing about us, and she's been on the soap for 10 years, so I get all the breaks. <laughs> but the the crazy thing about it, um, other than the pace, is um, where the storylines kind of ebb and flow, and you don't really know where things are going. And I think that's, that's what I've found to be the most appealing part of the job. And I think the fans see that too is, I mean, we could bring a sex doll out at any time. You don't know where we're going to go and where we're going to pivot. I get the scripts a week in advance. And sometimes you'll think you're, you know, you're with a scene with a, you know, one, and you're like, oh, there might be a love interest thing brewing here. Maybe I'm going to do something I shouldn't be doing. And then it's aborted and you're no longer out and she moves out and you're off on the train in another direction. So it's really tricky for an actor to be able to, give your character like a spine and be like, these are his morals because they're always in question, but it's really exciting. And I think that's what's, uh, I think that's why the show has been on for so long. You just never know what's going to happen next. It's addictive. Well, as Dr. John Finnegan, you've now played Dr. John for, um, over a year. And 
I feel that when you start to play a character over and over every single day, and especially getting into the year, you're moving into two years now. Um, it's really, I think it's impossible not to begin to have this bond with this character that you're playing. And all of a sudden you start to see certain parallels or you learn from your character's experiences. Um, you see how the writers begin to write for you a little bit. Are there any little gems that you have taken away or learned from Dr. Dr. Finnegan from Finn um, that all of a sudden you've been reading the pages and you've been like, wow, this Dr. Finn's dropping some knowledge on me today. And I really respond and relate to this. No. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's not true. Here's the thing with Dr. John Finnegan. He's my he's my buddy. He's my friend. He's with me. But he does a lot of stupid things that he really shouldn't be doing. Like, you need to tell your wife what's going on. You shouldn't confide in other people. So our world is a little more heightened. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's like, talk He's to your wife if you're having issues. saying that because I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not true. That is my nugget. But yeah, I mean, I think all the characters in that world make some things that make you question <laughs> what the heck are they thinking? But that's the fun of it. And that's what allows us to go on these crazy storylines where, you know, you're thinking, and you really have to believe it as an actor. That's the tricky part. Um, Because some of the ideas seem a little crazy, but we, you know, we deliver it in the most honest way possible and it comes across and it's just fun. It's just really ends up being fun at the end of the day. (laughs) What's so cool is we've learned from your experience the dreams come true, but they don't always happen on the timeline that you've created for yourself, right? And most of us want things to happen much sooner than they do. Um, I know a lot of people on our podcast are younger listeners, and they're still formulating their career. They're still working really hard to make their job a reality. So what advice do you have for people that are still in that time in their lives where they're sticking it out and they're trying really hard to make things happen? Um, I think, well, for me, I mean, I, I was just really open and I mean, I remember like meeting all the, like the vampire diaries for the first time. And I was just kind of starting out as an, I remember like when I first moved here, I was like, oh, the vampire diaries. That's, I remember it was like casting and I'm like, that's going to be a hit probably. It's like twilight, but for TV. I mean, I was so green. Like I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) And then to meet all you guys and and be so, you know, and being not a working actor, but like, here's my boyfriend, he's an actor. It's like so humiliating. You just feel like this big. But everyone on that show was so like kind and nice. And even to work with Trevino in uh, on in Santa Fe on Roswell now, it was like interesting how the worlds all come together. Um, but I was just really open to uh, to meeting people, I think is important and to learning from people and to stay with to stay with it. If you see success in that, you know, for me, I, I always had enough to like continue the the pursuit I was on. I said, okay, I did get a job. Okay. You know, and small goals for me, I was, it was my goal to just literally recur on a CW show. I was like, I just want to recur. I would love to have like a five episode arc. You know, it wasn't to be a movie star. And then, you know, I was able to achieve that. And then I'm like, okay, I want to have a show that's my own show. And it's like, now I'm on the both. So small goals and just keep keep going that way and, and try to achieve those and, and if they don't you know after a while don't seem to be panning out be willing to pivot and and put what you've learned from you know pursuing your career into something else like i did with uh like what happened with medical device sales with me it really really did change my perspective well liberty biberty that's I all know. i liberty, gotta say yeah, about and then just that. pray for the- <laughs> This is what I love so much about your entire situation. It doesn't matter how many times you mess up lines on set. All you have to say is Liberty Biberty and everyone gets it and you get a pass. So you guys, I, I 100% have used that before, especially on the soap. You guys, we shoot two episodes. It's 30 pages in one day, one after the other. There's no turnaround. There's no break. And I've, you know, a lot of times I'm just like, well, Liberty and it gets a little laugh i'm like okay now let's literally look at this line because i gotta learn this. it's true though you could literally go anywhere you could like back up into someone's car and just hop out and go yeah. like liberty biberty and they'd be like, be like hey. oh hey 
guy. It's that guy. <laughs> it's okay. Get out Don't worry. <laughs> you do get to get a rate in your insurance. I'm like, no, I just did the commercial, but yeah. I'll fix your car. I love that, but really that's was. not going to pass at home. You can't just say liberty, liberty and not do the dishes. Okay. Dang. Dang. Can I come? But, well, thank yeah, you for coming to hang out with us. You are the best guest, obviously. I love seeing your face. Um, and... D- did you want to tell another story or something? I see. No, like, oh. I, I, I just I'm I'm really proud of you guys. And I've listened to um, every episode. I have the show. Actually, this is my second. I'm an OG. I like that. Remember the black one that was pink, the sweater that mm-hmm. was in, literally in the wash. And I was yelling at Kayla. I'm like, Kayla, it's wet. I don't think I could wear it. <laughs> but I am you guys is number fan, number one fan. Um, I'm so this this podcast uh, from what it started from i remember candace like you guys literally in the bathroom be like i think we're gonna like do this and to what it's grown into is um a huge accomplishment and i am definitely not the number one guest to have on here i've seen who's been on this show okay that's very flattering (laughs) thank you um but thanks for having me on it's really really fun to chat with you guys and i miss you candace i know you're in nashville but i'll see you soon i hope too yes (laughs) I know we got to get you guys some boots and cowboy hats and uh, (laughs) do the damn thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Question real quick. Uh, Mel, are you there? Yes. Mel. Uh How would you guys feel? I I know I'm just throwing this at you. I haven't said this out loud yet, but I think it maybe it could be fun just not to make you sweat Tanner, but maybe to make you sweat. Um, do you have Uh a bunch of the bold and the beautiful questions to test Tanner? Oh gosh. Oh, it can. You mean like, Oh no! Like Mel, oh, Mel. She watches yes. it. Yes, Mel watches it. Oh, Absolutely. Gosh. Mel, Absolutely. you watch it? Yeah, I feel like I I've seen you like every other day oh, because I do watch it. <laughs> like I didn't know Mel, that. Would, would you be comfortable oh, in putting Tanner oh, in the bold and the beautiful hot seat? Uh, I didn't come All up right. with anything. I'll let me it. see. Let me see. Melissa Mons, our producer, is a huge soap fan, specifically uh, the bold and the beautiful. So she watches you, Tanner. <laughs> all the time so uh although maybe kayla and i can't you know kayla's your wife and she's being very generous she's not totally putting you in the hot seat and then as a friend i, I i'm not very well versed in the soap world so i cannot put you in the hot seat but uh melissa mons here <laughs> is to make Wait, melissa mons kayla, is here to make you sweat Whoa. for the okay. wrath of mel kayla kayla you're not watching every day wow <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. You're with our baby. That's okay. Thanks, All right. Candace, you get a pass. You, me you get a pass. <laughs> Liberty, okay, Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> okay, okay, Mel. Let's see. Um, you have the floor. How did you feel um, when they revealed that your mom was like the one of the, I would say one of the top villains in soap history of all times? I was, I was excited because I didn't know the wrath of Sheila at that time. So that was one character that I had to get very well versed on. Sheila has done everything bad. I mean, she's stolen babies. She's shot my wife's mother. Um, she has, I mean, I saw a clip of her with like a fire yeah. poker going after she someone. Put, I mean, she Sheila has done somebody that everything. she knew was like allergic to, I think, bees or wasps or something and put them in a cabin <laughs> with said animal. And that's how she killed them. So that's, <laughs> so that's my mom. And... <laughs> And uh, on the show, great. I, I'm adopted, uh, but my birth mother shows up and it's it's Sheila. So I, for me as an actor, I was like, wow, this couldn't be juicier. And this is going to create some insane conflict in our marriage. I mean, the truth is, is like, we're always looking for, for conflict and, and to figure that out. And that, and that's a big one. I mean, we're still working that out, Mel. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hilarious. There was a, there was a moment when I thought because... Sheila used to be married to um, your character's grandfather. And I was like, what if you end Mm -hmm. up being cousins? I thought that would be hilarious because technically we're just adopted. So it wouldn't be by blood. That's that. Okay. I asked the same question. And then then they were like, we're just adopted too. Don't worry about it. It's not. I mean, I'm sure they have to have. I haven't been because of COVID. We're not allowed to go up. The production offices are upstairs where we should. And they must have to have they a have family to. tree of like just making sure that everything is. Nope. It's all from memory. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Our I have a good talented. one for you, Tanner. Which musical guest appeared on The Bold and the Beautiful? Was it Usher, Dionne Warwick, Celtic Women, or all of the above? 
Did you just look that? This isn't my time. Um, Ursher. All of the above. All of them. Always take all of the above. If they ever say that, right. it's usually all of the above. All right. I'm going to fail. All right. I'm one for one. I know. So what's the scoop, Tan? Where's your Where's your character going? What's happening? Well, right now, uh, Deacon is back. Yeah. Deacon and Sheila are teaming up. And they're scheming to blow up everybody's marriage so they could have a relationship with myself and and Annika, who plays Hope on the show. So we're going to shake all that out over Thanksgiving. Um, but there's uh, there's a lot of fireworks and a lot more. Uh, and, and let me tell you, the web, it just keeps getting <laughs> spinning and spinning. And the more tangled it gets because, there's, yeah, there's some more bombshells. About to <laughs> well, November, November sweeps are huge, so it's coming up. It's going to be a big thing. Oh, geez. Do you have a, any? No don't you have your first punch? Ooh. Your first soap opera punch? I have my uh, I have my second. The first one was oh, shot in COVID, which was very much like the old Batman and Robin, like boom, pow into the screen because we were <laughs> on handheld, eight feet apart. But yeah, I definitely get to deck someone very, very near and oh. dear to me. Is it uh, the sex doll? Tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> no, but I have some crazy photos of that doll. <laughs> Can I guess who you... We'll cut it out, but can I guess who you punched? Uh-huh. Yep. Ooh, I Mel. was on it. <laughs> Mel's on it. Well, Tan, thank you so much for joining us. You're the absolute best and always so fun to be with. It's a good thing we married each other. <laughs> it is a good thing we married each other. Where can our listeners find you on social media? Oh, uh, on Instagram, Tanner Novelin. Tanner Novelin underscore. Yay! Thanks, Bye, babe. Mel, I love how you know all the soap opera storylines before they're going down. Like you, I, you are such a true fan. I've literally been watching since I was born in the summer times when I went home to like or went and stayed with my grandparents. My grandmothers would always have all the soap operas playing. So I have grown up watching them and I still watch them now. That's how I end my days. Well, I just love I remember coming over to your house, Kayla during the pandemic we were all in the pod a very tight pod mm -hmm. and i just mm -hmm. remember seeing tanner with like soap digest and being like oh my gosh like he's in like that's an iconic mm -hmm. like an iconic magazine i mean i and even when we were all hanging out and just talking on mic and you told us like yeah he got this job and mel you were like <gasps> You knew everything. You were ready. You were ready for it. <laughs> I was born for this. <laughs> I love soap operas. I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> no, I, I love it. You're so proud. Tried yeah. and true fan. That's a real fan. Mm -hmm. um, it's so funny how you watch your, your spouse go through so many ups and downs. And you're right, Candace, especially as artists. Like we go through it with each other. As our, our actor community, we all root for each other. And when someone's up for a job, it's really exciting. And then when they don't get it, we all feel it. And then when they get it, we all feel it. And I think it's so important to have that community and that supportive community around you of people who just love you and want you to succeed. And that is something that Tanner has done so beautifully for so many people for so long that I'm really excited that it's his chance and his turn. And it's totally true. He was so intimidated by all the vampire people when he first met all of you. And then it was so lovely for me to see everyone accept him fully and completely and just love him. And um, I think it was a big defining moment for him to work opposite Michael Trevino on uh, Roswell because they've since become such good friends. And so, you know, it's like Candace, when I came back to the Vampire Diaries to work with you, um, the one of the, I think it was the last season. And it's mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, we're doing this together. This is so fun. We're working with our friends. And um, that's one thing that this industry gives us is the ability to just work with our true friends and be able to experience it and create art together. So um, it's one thing yeah, it's, I've really been able to do with him. It's the coolest thing, you know, it's just like we can all jump on a mic together and then Melissa, you can turn on your TV for comfort and see a friendly mm -hmm. face and also still yeah. be like wrapped up in it. Like my favorite was we, you know, turning on the TV and not only would I be thrilled, but, you know, Florence, our five-year-old would be like, Tanner, you know, with his <laughs> Liberty Biberty commercial. And it just brought us so much, like we would just smile ear to ear and so much joy. And so it's, it's, it, that's like the fun stuff. I think we've had a lot of yeah. episodes where we talk about how hard the industry is and- right how it can really 
you know, kind of pulling it down. Um, but this is, I hope anyone who's listening who is an artist in their own right just knows like this is the, this is the fun side of it. You know, that this is the camaraderie in the community. Um, this is like the magic, the joy. Yeah. Yeah. Even like that, I was just going to say with that Liberty commercial, even like my parents love that commercial. <laughs> and when I went home, what was that two years ago? I think around the time when it first came out, um, I told them that I knew Tanner and now like they tell everyone and it's like they know Tanner. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's all in the family. I yeah. love it. <laughs> That's so cute. They were talking about it when I went like last a couple weeks they ago. Really they really were. They were still they talking, were still talking about, about it. Yes. God, I love it. It's the best. It's the best. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Directionally Challenged as much as we have. Uh, we have another great one coming next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions. Producer, Melissa DeMonts. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Joe King. And advertising partnership with ACAST.